All right, folks, and welcome to another edition of the Survivalist Podcast. As always, folks, you can catch uh, all of my old shows on my website, survivalinfo.org, uh, or as well on my podcast or my uh, my SoundCloud hosting at uh, survi- uh, pod- soundcloud.com slash survivalist podcast. Uh, folks, by the way, I want to say had a lot of response from the last show so we'll uh we'll shoot i'm gonna shoot the breeze here a little bit and then we'll uh go ahead i'm gonna answer some of your questions i, I love all the questions guys and if you want to send me any questions uh, you can tweet them to me on my twitter kb3yua my call sign and all places uh like i said my website as well has my twitter on it and even my facebook or email so i seem to respond better to twitter uh, I don't really go on Facebook that often, but I do respond to my Twitter stuff. So, uh, again, thank you very much for that. Uh, a couple of things help people ask about supporting the show. I do have the donate button there now from PayPal. It's also going to be in the show notes. And as well, too, I have my Amazon link. And if you go to that, you can click on as well in the show notes and go shopping. It doesn't cost you a dime or even a penny. Uh, but it does help support the show, help me pay for the hosting and stuff like that. Um, again, if you can't, not a big deal. If you do, but if you are going to shop on Amazon, it really helps the show. And also, too, as well, um, we also have, uh, you know, just all the other info in the show notes. And like I said, you can also go to our website, survivalinfo.org. And in there as well, there's an Amazon link and all that. And you can click on that before you shop. Again, you don't have to, but if you want to help support the show and help support the show in a way it doesn't cost you anything, uh, you can do that with Amazon. It really does help, and I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the hosting is about maybe twenty bucks a month or so, and the the website's another maybe maybe twelve, fifteen a month. So it, it does help, and I do appreciate that. I like to get a new microphone and and maybe some maybe update the setup eventually and stuff like that. So I do appreciate uh, all that help from you guys. And if you can't, just keep listening. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter to me. So I appreciate you guys just at least tuning in. And I must be getting a lot of people tuning in because. Uh, we got quite a bit of questions that came in. I'm going to shoot the breeze here, like I said, just for a couple of minutes, uh, and then we'll go ahead and uh, I'll answer uh, some of your questions. But, uh, well, actually, one of the questions I actually got was was about the, the cabin, when they heard we got a cabin. Um, my wife and I actually bought this cabin. Uh, it was actually a distressed property. We had driven by it uh, a bunch of times on the way up to our campground, and uh, we go, we were going up to a campground quite often, and we had driven by this place a bunch of times, and... Uh, Really, there was nothing special about it. It was just a, a brick structure that, I mean, I mean, outside looked like who did it and ran, and uh, we had never looked in the inside or anything like that. But um, it was distressed. So, uh, those of you that don't know, if you ever see a distressed property, people that just aren't using it but are paying income taxes on it, you can reach out to those people. Uh, I pulled up the tax records and found his mailing address and just sent him a letter, and he, you know, he seemed like a really, you know, a, a really nice guy. He was, uh, he was in his eighties. And he had bought it uh, when he was still in the Navy back in the, probably the, the, he said the 60s or 70s. And he hadn't used it about 22 years. And, you know, he was interested in, you know, he wanted to get rid of it. And he was really polite about it. And he said, you know, here's what I want for it. And it was very, very reasonable, very reasonable. I didn't even argue the price because it was such a reasonable deal. Uh, he kind of just wanted to get out what he had paid for it 22 years ago. So it was really a bargain for us. He needed a lot of work and he knew it. Uh, like I said, he hadn't really touched it in 22 years. But it was took us about three, maybe four months to get it and fix it up, and now we have our, our cabin away. But uh, for those of you guys that are ever interested in distressed properties, if you go through a property, see property somebody's just not using, uh, you know, as long as you commit the address, you can look it up on the tax records or at your court, local courthouse when everything opens up again. And you can look it up and say, hey, look at that. Okay, so here's the, you won't get a phone number, you get a mailing address, and then you can mail them a letter letting them know you're interested in your property. 
and you might want to have a realtor or somebody that knows about real estate you know find out roughly what it's worth you know you reach out to them and say no don't give them a price just say i'm interested in your property reach out to me and if they reach out to you you know um you know you, you can get yourself a bargain like we did uh, we did the same thing with our home where we live now on the farm uh here you know we we got this for you know a bargain bottom price and it needed probably you know maybe maybe fifteen twenty thousand to before we can move in but it's another example of you know if you don't mind putting in the work and the time you can get yourself a deal my wife and i in our home uh when it was brand new 10 years ago a uh, lady sold it for for two hundred thousand and um you know we paid bare you know i mean not even not even a sixteenth of that so i mean it's but we had to put a lot of work in a lot of time we still have some there's still some work in progress that needs to be done in the upstairs bathroom and a couple other things but again you know like i said at least we you know uh, you know, at least we actually, you know, you get something and, you know, you actually, you know, it, it's yours. And as long as you might put in, the, put in the time and the money and your time, your labor uh, can save you quite a bit of money. If you're handy, if you're not, sometimes really it's fixer uppers might not be the way to go for you. But if you are somebody like me who's very handy, uh, who, isn't, who doesn't mind getting his hands dirty and likes to do projects and stuff on the weekends, uh, you know, you yourself can, you know, can, can make yourself quite a bit of money and you can as well, uh, you know, get yourself a good, a good bargain. So, uh, for us, it was good. Uh, it's about, about maybe about 40 minutes away. It's not far, but it's about 40 minutes away. It's not on a ton of land. It's on uh, about an acre. Uh, not as much land. We have a little more land here at our property, but it's nice. It's away, and uh, it's right by the lake, or not by the lake, but at the uh, well, it is right by the lake, but it's also a river too. It's kind of like in between, so it's more than walking distance to a river and a lake. So uh, I can go fishing a lot. Not really much hunting, uh, hunting in, in in the area, obviously, because it's it's in between places. But uh, the state game lands are only maybe less than maybe not even five minutes away so it's it's a nice little place and uh you know it's pretty good pretty flat so we can even put some tents outside and camp if we want don't want to stay in a cabin if we wanted to say you know do some regular old school roughing it camping oh uh, we could do that i got a i actually got a burn i put a burn pit together back there and, and uh we took down some trees and split the wood and uh there is some seasoned wood already there so we've, we've did a couple of campfires we're trying to clean up the outside of the property because the property i mean 22 years it's 22 years of just neglecting leaves uh, there was a lot that needed to be done, uh, you know, outside uh, and inside as well. Uh, a lot of cleaning, really. Uh, a lot of work. Again, it was just, just, some, just a lot of hard, just, you know, not really hard work, just, just, just work. And uh, you know, I, I, we put maybe, you know, we put maybe a few thousand into it. Now we have a cabin. Uh, no running water. Uh, I actually have an outhouse there. I actually pay, like I said, I actually rent an outhouse for the thing. But. Um, and I could get an outhouse put in, but I just don't feel like spending the money. It's very tough, folks. You have to sometimes do the number. Uh, one of those, one of those outhouses. If you actually have one and pay to get it dumped, or if you rent one, uh, there's only a few dollars cost difference. Especially if you're gonna leave it there all year round. So, uh, in our case, you know that's what we did. But we just rented one, and then you know we're letting them take care of it. But um, no running water, so that's so you got to bring some water with you there. But, uh, you know, has heat, electric, all that kind of stuff. So it's, we're having a good time. Like I said, I built a bonfire pit. The kids wanted to do marshmallows and hot dogs. So we built a little bonfire pit. Like I said, we split some wood last week. Uh, you know, we did we did a new awning in the front because the, the awning was, oh, it needed work. But again, it's it's a cabin and we didn't pay much for it. And now we can get away and go whenever the hell we want. So it's, it's really a good time. And like I said, if you don't mind putting the work in, uh, you can actually get yourself a really good bargain deal on these kind of things. And that's what's really uh, important. Uh, when you're looking at second property uh, in this case it would not be if somebody had asked by the way uh, how much do we pay for it uh, and what you know what's the going rates for second homes in this case there it's not really mortgageable because there's no septic and well so there's not really mortgageable so for us uh, we actually had to do cash deal but it was really I mean I'm not lying to you folks um, 
you know, it, it was, I wrote him a check. It was that little. Uh, I'm not, I really don't want to say the cost, but again, it was, it was very, very small. So that's why we were able to write him a check. Uh, if we would have needed financing, we'd have to get in like a home equity line or something like that if it was a bit big money. But uh, it was such a, a minute amount. So uh, that's why, I, you know, in this case, it was, it was worth it. I mean, you couldn't, the, the thing is, like my wife and I talked about the price wise, you know, you couldn't even build it if you had gotten all the two by fours and all that and all the wood and, and put the footings in and, and the roof. And I mean, you couldn't have built it for what we bought bought it for. So um, that's how you know you got a really good deal. And like I said, it does still need a little more work, but it's getting there. There's still some things need to be done. Uh, we actually put the DVD player there, stuff like that, no internet. Uh, when I go there, I really don't care about internet, stuff like that. I really, I mean, while I do enjoy what I do, and I do really enjoy doing the podcast and stuff like that, when I kind of go to these things, I kind of enjoy being, uh, kind of unplugging a little bit, I guess. And, and, you know, my job is primarily on the computer all day, which is fine. I really enjoy my job, and I really enjoy what I do. I have a good career, and... Um, you know, so I don't mind. I love what I do and all that. But when I get away, I kind of just want to, kind of just want to unplug. You know, uh, I want to go fishing and hunting and, and do things that we do camping and spending time with the kids by the fire. So you know, and, and kind of have fun with things rather than just. I don't particularly care to. You know, I, I don't. I don't really I, like. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand. You know, like my wife and I, we do use. A, we do bring our cell phones up there. I'm not gonna lie, but um, I don't bring a computer or anything like that. I will bring my iPad with me, uh, just so I can read the news on it and stuff like that. And I hook it up to my phone, uh, just because I do like to read the news in the morning, kind of see what's going on in the world, especially with everything going on. But, um, you know, we have no cable up there or anything like that. The kids, we rent a. Actually, we there is a there is a local grocery store up there, and uh, last week the kids we have a DVD player and a TV, and the kids wanted to rent a movie, so I rented a movie from Redbox for a dollar. So, <laughs> um, we do do some kind of low tech stuff, but uh, we try to really when we're up there, we try to really get back to nature a little bit. Um, and some of the things too, tricks we found by the way at the cabin, I like to point out too. And these are some things that really uh, my wife really thought about. And I say this, guys, because men sometimes we really don't always know the little. We don't think of these kind of things because. You know, my wife really handles most of our meals and stuff like that when we're up there. But uh, my wife, uh, obviously, we don't have any water, so my wife brings a gallon of water. And we have a frying pan up there. We have spatula. We have a stove up there. Uh, no gas. It's all electric, which is great because it's another bill we don't have to have up there. So it makes it really even lower cost to keep it. But uh, one of the things my wife actually does is she actually buys the Bisquick, uh, the throwaways. And what she does, she put water in it, shake it up. And then she's able to pour it and, and make pancakes uh, in the morning for the kids. Uh, or she'll bring, obviously, we don't have a refrigerator up there just yet. Because uh, it's one of the things we haven't gotten really around to doing yet. Um, but generally what she, she does, she'll bring pancakes and then we'll, you know, shake it up and then she'll do that. Uh, we try to, you know, at the cabin, I mean, we try not to even go out to eat when we're up there. Just because we try to kind of get one with, kind of get back to, you know, doing these. We could go out to eat there. I mean, there are one or two restaurants close by. But when we're really up there. We really want to just kind of get away. That's why we go up there, especially everything going on right now. Uh, but like I said, I do enjoy, like I said, we do enjoy going up there. And we have a good time with it. And, uh, you know, it, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, for... For meals, I have a bar. I do have a barbecue there. I brought a barbecue there, and my wife as well. We do do campfires over there, but uh, generally we've using the barbecue. I grill hot dogs, hamburgers. Uh, we did steak, chicken, uh, things like that. Uh, like I said, we, we could. Like I said, we have we do we don't have a stove. We just have we have a stove. We don't have an oven. Uh, but we but you know again when you're up there you're there to have a good time and all that. So you know for us it's it's fine. It's more than enough for what we need for just the four of us. And like I said, the kids enjoy renting movies. And like I said, we rented. We've been doing Redbox a few times. I'm actually getting the Redbox points. And that's an example too. I want to point something out, folks. Uh, not that I'm, not that I'm a huge, you know, we don't run a ton of movies stuff like that. But the kids like to see some new stuff, especially not being able to go out to the movies. But I like to point out too, 
uh, you should really be trying to get things, especially with the current things going on. You should really try to use services that you get back stuff from. Uh, in this case, Redbox gives you points and rewards every time you rent a movie. And since we have been renting a movie, it, it, you know, movies, uh, DVDs, and stuff like that, uh, with Redbox, we're kind of able to go ahead and and really kind of. Uh, you know, get reward point back so we can get free DVD rentals and stuff like that. Uh, I do want to point out as well, and, and my wife and I were talking about this, it's not something you nearly have to do, but it might be an option for you. Uh, Netflix still has their DVD by mail service for, I think, $7.99 a month. My wife was actually talking about possibly getting that, and I know you're going to think, well, why? Well, because, again, we don't have internet at the cabin. So my wife was thinking, well, okay, we can come home. We're home on Monday. You know, the kids can pick the movies they want for next weekend. And the mail them to us. We can watch two movies at the cabin and then mail the thing back. Uh, so that was an idea my wife had had, too, for the Netflix by mail. Uh, again, not something you have to do, but it, my wife had said that might be an idea, too, since we have been going up to the cabin quite a bit. And if we keep doing it, and, you know, and, and, and you know, it's one of those things where we could red box it um, or we can net, or we can do the Netflix by mail. That was just another idea she had for DVDs. Um, Rather than just going to Redbox every single time, but again, we don't. Again, it's not something you have to do, but just you have to look at the numbers. If we're going to be going up there every weekend, it might be cheaper to do the Netflix thing. Uh, but again, it's again, I'm just just a little idea. Sometimes my wife throws around that are really good ideas. Uh, one of the things I will say though, when you do have the cabin, uh, you know, little things like I said, my wife has thought about. Uh, obviously, you know, we have one thing that's nice is since we have the outhouse and somebody else takes care of it, we don't have toilet paper or stuff like that. But uh, I don't have water. My wife's obviously it's very difficult to get hand sanitizer stuff. But my wife, uh, you know, she she's been bringing up baby wipes, uh, so we can all wipe our hands. Especially me, uh, not so much the COVID because we're all there, but just us. But I don't really go anywhere. But the thing is, just the, the you know, if I'm outside cutting wood, I don't want to eat and have all dirt over my hands. So uh, my wife brings baby wipes up, um, stuff like that. Uh, you know, she brings, uh, you know, we do have a little hand sanitizer, but really don't, you, yeah, we should stay for home around about. Generally up there, we just worry about the wipes. Uh, my wife, obviously, soap, um, you know, uh, other things too, since we don't have water up there. My wife uh, started bringing up dry shampoo. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, you, you can boil, we, we actually could boil water and take a short little uh, bath. But there are also two, um, since in the summertime, I'm actually going to have one of those outdoor showers. Uh, where you can actually get the the outdoor showers from Field and Stream and places like that, where you can actually use it and it'll clean and you can use it like a shower. You have to water, so that's an idea. Uh, like I said, dry shampoo. My wife, obviously, your, our toothbrush. We she does bring water with us so that we can we can use, you know. And then um, too, uh, also too, what, what I also do too. We have a well here, so it really would be safe to drink anyway. But my wife and I also bring uh, also bring a five. We have a five gallon drum up there. What we call, what, what's kind of what they call slop water. So not so much for brushing your teeth or stuff like that, but uh, if we, you know, if she needs to, you know, wash something down or something like that, she can use that. But again, uh, you know, mostly, like I said, we, we don't really use much water. We use, uh, like I said, my wife does bring, uh, you know, dry shampoo up. She does bring a baby wipe and, and uh, you know, a bar of soap up so the kids can wash up and stuff like that. Uh, baby wipes, those kind of things, you know, things you can clean up and, uh, you know, deodorant, obviously, stuff like that. But, but things you don't think of, especially the dry shampoo. I didn't think about that. My wife thought about that one. And, uh, you know, just, just things you can do that can kind of, you know, help you freshen up. We, we don't stay there more than usually a night, maybe two the most. Um, generally a night, and we all come home, we don't have to get showers. That's the only thing that kind of stinks. But like I said, in the summer, uh, I like to actually get uh, one of those outdoor showers where you, where you hang the curtain, and then you have the, the water at the top, and then you can unscrew the nozzle, and it, it, it's like a steady stream where you can wash up and, and things like that. So that is something that I am going to get in the summertime. And you can get those off Field & Stream or even off of the Internet for next to nothing. Um, I try to go to the local Field & Stream when it can if it's affordable. 
uh, or I try to, go to try to use my local sports shop over here down the road uh, as well because you know I try to keep you know I try to keep it local try to keep you know try to help the local business out especially with everything going on right now but uh, but over the weekend like I said I'm, I'm actually going fishing over the weekend uh, I actually went out and I got uh, I got a new fishing pole and I, I, I indulged a little bit uh, my old fishing pole was having problems and so I just decided to just uh, it's, it's got a lot of years on it, so I just said to my wife, I said, you know what, for, for 40 bucks, let's get a new pole. I got my license. I got, uh, you know, some, some tackle and some bait and all that, and uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward. I'm going to get out the kids. Uh, my oldest daughter is going to be 13. She really wants to go fishing. Uh, for those of you that live in Pennsylvania, by the way, i like to point out to you, I did not know this. I just found this out looking on the Internet the other day. The age now to fish without a license is 16. When we were younger growing up, and I'm not an old guy. I'm, maybe, I'm in my mid-30s, but... Uh, we were kids growing up. If you remember, it was 12. Then it went to 14. Now it's 16. But you still need to be 14 to get a hunting license. So it, you gotta you gotta watch. Um, you know when you, when you, to keep, make sure you know the rules. I have the book right here. Uh, you know if anybody <laughs> if anybody has any questions uh, and you live in the state of Pennsylvania, I have the book right in front of me. I'm holding it in my hand right now. So uh, I have, or you can Google it, obviously, but. Oh, what age? I remember being a kid. It was 12. Uh, but I didn't know this. So they actually dropped the age now. Uh, if you were actually, and actually, cha- and actually I was looking through this, any of you older guys that are listening, um, I want to point this out too. So you were actually kid, you can get a senior citizen license where you pay 55 and then you're good for, for life. Uh, but they also have now, if you're actually on disability, you can actually get a, if you're on permanent disability, you actually can get a lifetime um fishing license now you never used to be able to get that it was only actually 65 or older but now they changed to 65 or 65 or older or permanently disabled so i do want to point that out to you by the way folks for those of you that are listening if you're uh, on the older side uh, or on or on disabled uh you can actually 55 bucks you never have to get a fishing license again so uh go ahead and uh check that out uh, you can save yourself some money rather than paying the 45 dollars a year and then plus two you got to pay for the trout stamp so that bumps you right up to like 55 bucks for you know for just a year, we can get it for a lifetime. I think, if I'm not mistaken, though, guys, I want to point out one thing. You have to double check this, but uh, I don't see it right now. Flipping through the book, but I do. I do believe you you get a lifetime fishing license, but I don't. I believe I don't believe the trout stamp is. You have to get the trout stamp every year, which is like ten bucks if you want to trout fish in Pennsylvania. Uh, I want to point that out as well. I didn't. I was think. I I was looking through it and I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, I, you know. Uh, somebody did ask me when I said I was going fishing on Twitter the other day. I just kind of getting to some of your questions here in between other things. Uh, somebody asked what I was going fishing for. Uh, whatever gets on my line. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that ever really go out. Uh, I'm once in a blue moon. My a couple friends might say you want to go trout fishing or you want to go, you know, bass fishing. I'll go. Uh, but but generally when I go fishing, I go for whatever gets on the end of the hook. I'm not one of those kinds of people that. Uh, you know, I, you know, running a family business and, and running my personal business and with everything else I got going on right now, um, just crazy busy right now. I'm running almost three businesses. Uh, we have a family member that's ill and I'm kind of running their business too. So I am just jam packed with, with things I have to do. And so I don't really get to go out as much as I'd like over the last year or so. So, uh, when I go out, I go out for whatever. As <laughs> if I'm in, if I'm on shore fishing, or even if I'm in a boat fishing, as long as I'm fishing, uh, that's all I really care about. As long as I'm out in the outdoors, that's all I care about. So that's just that's just me. Um, I just enjoy the outdoors. I don't particularly care what. As long as I'm outside, I'm enjoying myself. So uh, that's just me. I know some people go out for specific things. I don't. I just want to go out and have a good time. So. Uh, like I said, that is, that's just me, but yeah, I'm fishing free much anything that gets on the end of the hook. So, 
I do, uh, you know, do appreciate that. I'm just going to take a, take a swig of soda here for the working man. So I used to say, joking around, I used to say swig of beer, but I actually don't drink. I haven't never, I don't really, I'm, I'm one of those people, I just don't, I don't I'm just not a, a one for alcohol. But, um, you know, I know some guys that do actually, uh, you know, they joke around and say, swig of beer for the working man. Um, me, I don't particularly drink. I, I don't partake, I don't partake in any alcohol. Um, not that I've ever had a problem with alcohol. It's just not for me. I just don't like the effects or the way I feel. Uh, absolutely nothing wrong with it as long as it's not in excess. And obviously, as long as you're not driving, uh, I have no problem with it. But it's just not for me. Uh, just like, by the way, I want to point that out too. Somebody had asked me, by the way, talking about, uh, you know, things you do when you're out fishing. For me, um, you know, I got my, I put my hat on and I just hang out and I enjoy myself. I maybe once in a while, I'll pop in my earbuds to listen to music. Uh, but to be honest with you, most of the time I'm just sitting there listening to the sounds of the world relaxing. Uh, you know, I'm one of those kinds of people. I don't really, I know a lot of people bring their earbuds and stuff like that to hang out and listen to music while they're sitting. And I, I do, I'm not going to, I do, I, I do a pair of earbuds and I do pop in my earbuds once while I listen while I'm, you know, sitting there relaxing. But, um, generally I will not, um, generally I really just listen to the sounds of the world. Uh, I know some guys bring TVs with them. Some guys bring magazines, books, stuff like that. I, I don't. I just want to sit there and enjoy the. I want to enjoy the sounds of the world generally. But I do. I'm not gonna. Lie, I will pop in my earbuds and listen to, uh, you know, music or if there's something good on the radio. Um, you know, I have Sirius XM on my phone. Uh, you know, if if um, you know, if there if there's something. I'm not a big sports guy, but if there's a sporting event or something or a podcast or something I want to hear on the radio. I'll turn it on. Never the news. Not when I'm relaxing. When I'm not fishing or hunting, the last thing I want to hear about is the news. But I will listen to things. But generally, I, I just kind of relax. So uh, somebody had brought up to me, too, talking about, the, talking about a chew the other day. Um, I, I guess I, you see guys that chew and spit in the water. They spit when they're hunting, which is two things you're supposed to never do because of the scent. But, um, you know, I never was one for chewing or anything like that. I never was one for smoking, uh, any of those sort of things, drugs, nothing like that. That wasn't me. I was... I was really always just uh, just a big, I was into my, what I was into, uh, you know, I was into, you know, uh, computers, obviously, I'm a computer consultant for a living, uh, I was into, you know, trucks, sports cars, four-wheelers, motorcycles, uh, those kind of, you know, into that kind of stuff, I never was really into the, I was into, I'm really into music, uh, I play guitar, I play a lot of different instruments, stuff like that, uh, I was not really into the sports cars too much, I was always into the big trucks, that really was my thing. Uh, I had a little bit of time where I was really into it, uh, into the hot rods for a while. I was fixing up old cars for a while, but I, I kind of got out of that really quickly. Uh, I was into bike riding. I really like four wheels. I've had a four wheeler for a long time. Uh, I just sold my most recent one. I have Kawasaki Mule right now that I drive around with the pickup in the back to work on the property, some of that. But I'm not really, I'm, like I said, I'm really big in the music scene. I, I play a lot of instruments. I listen to a lot of music. Uh, I, I, I have, I do actually, one thing I will say, I do partake in, I, I bought a couple pairs of expensive headphones, uh, stuff like that. I'm really into the music stuff like that, but, um, I never was one to get into any kind of trouble or any alcohol or anything like that. It's not really my bag. There's nothing wrong with it as long, you know, I mean, drugs, obviously they're legal, there's a problem with it, but, um, I never really was one that was into any of the chew or any of the tobacco smoking or anything like that. That just was not my thing. I do know guys that will dip when they go out and go hunting. I don't, but I do know guys that will actually do. A lot of guys I notice will take a dip when they're hunting, but they don't do it any other time. Like it's one of those things they do when they're hunting or when they're, or when they're fishing or when they're out and about with their guy friends. They'll do it, but um, generally, um, you know, I, I I never partake. That's just me. 
But um, like I said, so that was one question somebody had. And then um, somebody else had, had asked a question, what kind of fishing pole I'm using? Um, you know, I, I don't really... Um, I was, I'm actually using a bat. I'm actually, I'm you. I, well, I did have a Bassmaster, but it, it's been so many years. Um, I actually went with the, with the, with the Wakeman, the one I, I, I put up on, on Twitter and Facebook the other day. Um, not an expensive pole, about a $40, $50 pole, uh, with the reel. Not very expensive, just to kind of get me out and just get me enjoying myself right now. Uh, like I said, I was using a Bassmaster for a lot of years. Um, that rod has a lot of pressure factors. No, I've done, I've probably put probably 10 years on that pole and it was just time to be retired. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not. I'm using a Wakeman right now, and 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 again, they're not expensive poles, but they're good quality poles for the price you pay. And to be honest with you, I'll probably be leaving it up in the cabin anyway, and I don't want to leave something that's too expensive. So uh, I do use, like I said, I'm not. Like I said, I do use. I, I will be using uh, store-made flies, and I haven't tied my own flies in a while. I just don't have the time. Uh, I, I usually I, I used to go fly fit. I used to when I used to go fly fishing when I was a kid. I would when I had no money, I would do my own flies, but um. And not anymore. I just buy them done. I'm getting to be that guy, that guy. But years ago, flies were a lot more money than they are now. But you know, it, it's still it's you know it's one of those kinds of things. But somebody had asked me a question about that. Um, and another question, somebody a lot, a lot of personal questions this week. <laughs> uh, somebody had asked about. Uh, I guess I had taken a picture of me and my kids. Uh, what kind of truck I was driving? Uh, the I actually um, I'm on Instagram as well. By the way, you can see it. Uh, like I said, up on up on the Facebook page. For, um, I'm on my website, survivalinfo.org. Uh, I'm actually driving a Ram, a 2016 Ram 1500 right now. Uh, I used, used to drive a um, I used to drive for years. For 10 years, I drove a GMC Sierra. Uh, I don't have it anymore. I sold it. it. Had a lot of miles on it. Had uh, some issues. So I like I said, I don't have it anymore. Uh, like I said, I do. Like I said, and then I have a um. I also have a, like I said, I'm doing the Ram thing, and I also have a, uh, a Jeep uh, Jeep Compass right now I'm doing. I did have a Wrangler for a while. A lot of you guys have seen that in old pictures. I got rid of that. I had a lot of miles on it, and uh, it just was time. It needed a lot of work, and it just somebody, I gave it, I actually uh, I actually sold something relatively cheap because he, his, he, wanted, he wanted it, and uh, and I just didn't have the time or the effort to put in. I didn't want to put a lot of my, it needed about $1,000 worth of work between brakes, shocks, struts. Uh, he just needed a lot of lot, lot of tender love and care, and he, and he was happy to do it. He said he had he had the parts and he had all that stuff. So I said, well, here, you know, give me cut me a deal. So we did it. But uh, so somebody asked me too. We were talking about hunting the other day. They asked me what kind of uh, hunting equipment I generally use. Um, it's kind of scattered. I do use. Uh, we all know I'm a big fan of PSE and Hoyt bows. PSE mostly for hunting. Uh, Hoyt for competition shooting, for bows. Uh, I don't. I, I do use a Field and Stream jacket. That's kind of my go-to jacket to keep me warm. That's something I've been doing for a long time. As far as the um, some of the other stuff, I do use a lot of the Under Armour stuff just because I like the way it feels and I like I just like it. So I, I do use a lot of the Under Armour stuff. It's very it's not cheap equipment, uh, but I actually do like the Under Armour stuff. But like I said, I, I've been sporting a Field and Stream stuff for a while. Uh, my boots are Under Armour. All that kind of stuff is always Under Armour. But my my jacket is a Field and Stream mostly, just because that's what I've had for a long years. And it was a couple hundred dollars when I bought it, and it's probably the warmest jacket I've ever had. And it bundles you all up. I, I do like the jackets from Field and Stream better than and and the the, the hunting pants. I actually, actually, those might be Field and Stream now too, because I think the Under Armour pants I got rid of. They the Under Armour pants are are, are really springtime pants, and most of my Field and Stream stuff are mostly winter stuff. It's the heavier stuff, so uh, that's usually the equipment I use. Uh, obviously, you know anything that gets you out in the woods is good, but anything that's gonna keep you warm, I try to try to try to 
I, I like the Under Armour stuff. I don't really go out as much in the cold as I used to, uh, but the Under Armour stuff I use for springtime, uh, you know, fall, bow, and stuff like that. So it's a good time. But uh, like I said, folks, uh, I did get a lot of questions. Uh, somebody asked me about, uh, when they talk about camping, they had said what kind of tents and stuff I'm using. I, I don't really have... I don't really have a preference. I, I don't really rough it as much as I used to anymore. Um, I think it's just I have a bad back uh, just from years, and I just I don't I don't really go I don't really rough it that much anymore like I used to. It's hard to rough it with two kids. I mean I could, but uh, I really don't anymore. Uh, I just don't. I, I I'm not. It's been so long since I've camped it, since I've actually tented it, and, and with the sleeping bag and all that. I know people now bring blowout mattresses and stuff like that, and you could do that. Uh, I used to actually use the. I guess I could do that and help my back, but um, I used to actually, um, you know, do the, the sleeping bag and all that, and, and I just, I don't, I haven't really roughed it in a while, I know that sounds kind of crappy, but I, I don't really rough it anymore, and with the way things are, um, especially in where we go camping, there's always campsites you can get for really cheap, and, and you wonder, and I'm, again, I'm not one of those people, I'm not, you know, El Cheapo or anything, but, um, you know, it's going to cost me $150, $200 to buy the equipment, and I could rent the place with heat and water, and bathroom and all that for a hundred bucks is it really worth me spending all that money so that's one of those kinds of things uh somebody had asked by the way how i got opie uh, i got opie back uh he's all trained when I, when everything's all set and done i'll do a whole podcast about that but i'm still kind of working him out a little bit so uh, i'll do a thing about that next time uh like i said i'm going to wrap it up uh, i want to thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next show thank you very much